Tom's a drive guy. You know that. Likes driving. I got to be honest. Anything over five hours? Yep. Four four hours. Golly. About five hour mark in the car. I start thinking, how much was it to fly? <laughs> and exactly why didn't I do that? There's been a few times driving to Chicago and Cleveland, which is just a four hour drive where I'm like, man, I probably could have got a flight for like 80 bucks or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I will tell you, you have kids, start out doing the math on, yeah, on there's the flying more thing. There's more you're, you're like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I can tough it down there. The one thing that my wife has always said about driving and flying is that you can't take the beach toys if you fly, which I just say buy them down there. Yeah, and there's, leave there's, them. Shops, there's shops everywhere for that. Have yeah. you heard about the Frontier flight deal that they're doing? Have I told you about this? Oh, they're so, limited. Frontier Airlines is doing a thing, an unlimited package. Now, American Airlines did this back in the 90s and lost their butt. It was like $100,000 or something like that. It was for lifetime. I think Mark Cuban is one of the, the famous people that got it. But Frontier Airlines is doing a year unlimited pass for $600. Now, there's some caveats. You can fly as much as you want, but the caveats are there's blackout dates, which is pretty much any, any major holiday where people are going to be traveling, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I think people know blackout dates, yeah. yeah. You're like the guy reading at the bottom of the script right now. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and then the second one would be that you can't book the flight unless it's within 48 hours of the flight. So you can't plan out. and Because and, they're just trying to fill the plane. But I'll tell you what, if you're a single guy with, with not a whole lot of roots in, in one area, yeah, yeah, great you, can, deal. You, can, you can have some fun. Great deal. You can have a lot of fun. All right, let's get into uh, box lunch. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the game, which, yeah, my ignorance, I called it the big game on our on our Twitter account yesterday. It's just the game. You don't need to throw big. It's implied that it's big, but the game, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Trace, guys. I think Urban brought up a good point that both of these teams possibly belong in the playoff is, if it's relatively close. And I don't, I don't tend to disagree with him. Obviously, some things have to happen towards the end of this year to see whether or not we feel like that's the, that's the case. Um, I, for some reason, I just think that Ohio State has one of those bounce-back games, and they find a way to win this game in somewhat going-away fashion. I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout, but for whatever reason, it just there's just this, I don't know, it's an innate feeling that I have about the game. Here's last the, year I was on the complete opposite side. Right. Here's here's the thing about this game, and this is where I'm I'm rearing my ugly head about I feel like I'm on a crusade against college football at times. If this game is a blowout, come on. I mean, 11-0 and for the first time. These two teams are second and third in the country. I know just seven years ago they were, what, one and two in the country, but second and third in the country, both 11-0 and for the first time in probably two decades. Yep. And it comes down, it's a blowout. They des college football needs this game. I got a question for the chat and uh, maybe for the audience. If if Blake Corum does not play, yeah, I think I think he's gonna play, right? Let's. I'm just saying, if he doesn't play, or maybe he plays a couple plays and, and he has to come out because he's hurt and he just he's one of those gamers that wants to go out there and try to play and then he realizes that he just can't after maybe a series or two. You know, and, and let's just say that Michigan loses by a touchdown or whatever, right around that time. Maybe it's even 10. I don't know. Couldn't you make the argument that Michigan definitely deserves to be in the playoff considering that he would be back for a playoff game? Or is that, again, is that just – So here's the thing that is that. Um, 
that I've realized about the mood around this game. And it goes to what you're saying is if you ask, you know, most people what they think about the line being seven points, they'll initially go like, oh, give me Michigan seven points. They're going to cover that. But then if you also talk to these same people about the college football playoff, they will slip. I did it this morning, slip and just say, well, what does a one-loss Michigan team look like? Because they just assume that Ohio State's going to win this game. They said, oh, Michigan or Ohio State's going to play in the Big Ten Championship, and, and what is a one-loss Michigan team? So it's this contradiction that you right. are assuming with your brain that Ohio State's going to win this game because they have looked great, possibly that no team has looked better than them week in and week out than Ohio State. And then you've got this Michigan team who you are just going to assume that a one-loss Michigan team can't get in. We're assuming that a one-loss Ohio State team gets in, right? Regardless. I, that's 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 part of the thought process behind the early season and being able to play some non-conference games. Like it or not, Ohio State is going to get credit for beating Notre Dame. Yeah. And, and Michigan hasn't played anybody, so that's their own fault for not scheduling some decent opponents at the, the, in the out-of-conference, which is why the beautiful thing about the playoff that it has done is it has made it more intriguing for bigger schools to start scheduling Correct. bigger opponents. You don't have to go 12-0. and 0. You don't have to go 12-0, and 0, so you're starting to get rid of those cupcake games that you traditionally would have scheduled in years past, and you see Ohio State doing a home-and-home home with Alabama, or you see an Ohio yeah. State doing a home-and-home home with Notre Dame, and I think Georgia's obviously doing some stuff with um, Clemson again. And there's just there's ways in which it makes sense to do that with the 12-team playoff when it didn't make sense to do that with four. I, I, I just think in my – like I said, I don't think the SEC – and this is coming from a guy that watches the league every single week. I don't think that they're as good as they have been in years past. I think that it's a relatively well, yeah, shallow Yeah, Georgia's the best league. team in the league. That's a clear sign that they're – I'm not even saying league. just that. I think that Alabama in years past would curb stomp most teams in other leagues. Sure. I don't think that's the case this year. I really don't. I think both both college football and the NFL have a have a decent parity this year that I that I like to see. I'll say this about playing early season games, and, and this is to, to your point, is that they've realized that if you lose week one, people forget about it. If you win it, it's it's almost like a win win. Cause I mean, if you lose, yeah, you've got that loss in your in your record. But right. if you but we were talking about Oregon. And they got throttled week one, and yeah. by week by week eight, we already forgot about it because they were playing well in the Pac-12. Mm. If you lose that that week one game, it really doesn't hurt that whole lot. LSU is a perfect example of that. Can only help. Can only help your case. Yeah. Got no a question for you. If LSU had one loss okay. against Tennessee, and they played Florida State the last week of the season as a rivalry game, and they lost to Florida State, would they get in if they beat Georgia with two losses? I don't think so. Well, that's that's another thing too. Too. I mean, if you looked at Ohio State, Michigan. If they played week three, we'd just be assuming that both these teams are going to make the college football playoff, regardless of Ohio State in 2015, Everett brings up. The only reason Ohio State got in in 2015 is because they literally won like 60 to nothing or whatever it was. Like They beat Wisconsin, I think, so bad that they, you they had to be like, TCU. this team has to be in the playoff. Right. And they proved, they proved the committee to be accurate in that statement. So um, Now, something you're passionate about. <laughs> or he said he's talking about the 2015 team. I'm talking about the year in which what what, what year was that that they got? 2014. In? It was the 2015 championship is when they won. They won in 2015. That's the one thing about college football that always breaks my it's brain because it's like they they said Georgia on the field last year was a 2022 national championship. 
But then when it looks at and like on all of the banners and stuff, it says 2021. So it's just like, I actually realized that when you're looking at a college football final rankings, you have to do the year that the championship wasn't played in. Right. So it's like 2021 final college football playoff rankings and they play the championship in 2022 breaks your brain a little bit, but you yeah. have been on a crusade against Louisiana state university. I'm so sick of the tired of these guys in college football playoff. I mean, they just set the table. I mean, exactly what you're going to be doing later tonight, getting ready for Thanksgiving. They're setting the table. They 100% did that. For LSU to get in if they beat and Georgia. I think they did it. And on, that disgusts like, you. It, it does disgust me because they're not, they don't deserve to be at five, in my opinion. They don't deserve at all to be at five. And Alabama doesn't deserve to be over Clemson with one loss. They just, that, I don't believe that. Having said that, what they have done, just like they did with, um, Tennessee, when they made Tennessee the number one team in the country and they put mm -hmm. Georgia at three, they like set these, I feel like they set the rankings up knowing they don't mean a damn thing. And they set them up to where they're like, let's just get people talking, which we're doing. And then let's also put them in a position where there's a chance that they lose this week or they possibly get smoked in the SEC championship game and it won't matter at all. So let's just put them at five, piss guys like off, like Trace off, get them talking about it. And then when Texas A&M beats LSU this week. Let's act like it's a big deal. Yeah. I Trace, you a few weeks ago were arguing that you don't know if the 12-team playoff is going to be better for college football playoff. I don't Have like it back from the that? regular season. Have you gone? I mean, is it better as a whole for college football? Here's what I like about college football. We're going to get into this again to a small extent. I, I mean, I'm, I'm open to the chat as well. Like, here's my thing about it. I think that it's unfair for it to only be four, but going from four to 12 is a big, big jump, right? Like it's, it's not like we're going to six or eight. I could, I could keep, I would, I would say that that would continue to keep the regular season being very, very ultra important. Eight was the number that people kept, kept insinuating. And then they threw out 12 at the last second. Day. Tennessee, South Carolina last week, isn't a big deal. If it's a 12 team playoff, Tennessee, Georgia, wasn't a big deal. Ohio State, Michigan this week means, I don't want to say it doesn't mean nothing to the fan bases, but from a playoff perspective, it means nothing. It still means, I mean. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. UNC, Duke means a lot every I time they play. I understand that it means something from the game itself, but right. my point is, is that literally this is a playoff game. It adds to the intensity of it. When you're trailing Maryland last week as an Ohio State fan, it, 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 it makes things get a little bit more concerning or it makes it intense. Whatever term you want to use, that is the beauty that that is the beauty of college football is that every week, although unlikely, as you've brought up a million times, it is it does feel one and done-ish kind of. And it's like if we lose this game, season could be over. When Georgia's possibly gonna get upset by Missouri, if it's a 12 team playoff, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not worried about it. I'm just not worried about it. Okay, we lose in Missouri, so what? We're not a one seed. We're a five seed. We're still in the playoff. We still get a chance to play for it all. And then it, what it does is it somewhat dilutes the regular season. And that's my concern with college football is that we start to get away from TCU playing Baylor last week. That is, if TCU loses that game, that last second field goal, if they miss that field goal, season's over. Done. And if that's not the case, TCU's still getting in with 12.
TCU, one loss TCU teams getting in with 12 teams. It doesn't matter anymore. No, you're right. It's, so it, that's it will, my point will, about the whole thing. I know. I, I understand that you – and you're right. It will take away from the importance of regular season games. But I think the pros outweigh the cons. And, and the biggest pro to me will always be that all of a sudden the national champion will be decided on the field and not in a debate room. I'm okay with that too. I'm cool. I, I, I think Everett brings it up. I wish it was – I wish personally it was – it was six with a couple buys because you're going to get the same arguments you get now, but with just the fact that you have buys instead of eight. Things. Eight always seemed right, but and eight. I I also say this too. Like I would love to get away. I would love love. You could you could take my argument and just completely negate it by doing one thing, and people would say, "Oh, you can't do that." Well, yeah, you can. Make all of the games home field until the actual national champion. Yeah. Because if you do that, right, then it's a then it's like a pecking order thing. Then those losses do really matter because home field advantage in college no, football right. is a big deal. So that that in and of itself would knock it out. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen because of money. Just like everything else, it all comes back to money. The mm -hmm. sponsorships, the bulls aren't going to let that happen. And there's going to be the big mighty dollar who's not going to allow you to have home field games with four teams left in the playoffs. They won't do. They won't do that. So, I, I I'm excited to see where it goes because I think it is better for the sport. I'm tired of I'm tired of guys in a room back door. Making, that is true. Making making these set and playing chess Even with these teams I, I mean, and just I setting up things that might happen in the future. I'm over it. And there's always going to be debate because those 12, 13, 14 teams are going to be debating. But I I'd argue that. Right. More often than not, you're going to figure out who deserves to be in the top 12. I yeah, mean, and I mean, if, you're be, at, it's, if it's the 13th or 14th team fighting for the 12th spot. Yeah, no one no one knocks the NCAA sure basketball is. tournament because there's bubble teams that yeah, don't get in. Yeah, the final four. You, you know what I'm saying? Like the bubble teams that don't get right. into the tournament, you could sit there and be like, well, <laughs> probably should have won a, more of the, a couple more of their games. Correct. That would have helped, you know. The same would be said with 12. You know, yeah, that's that was always the anti-college football playoff argument was like, well, you're always going to have arguments if there's – 12, then 13, 14, 15 are going to be arguing. It's like, well, at least we're not arguing over an undefeated team and a, and a team that lost one in, in, in mm -hmm. overtime or something of whether or not those two teams should get in. We could get rid of that. Um, last point I'll make about the whole college football thing, and we can jump to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Bengals game. Is I think college football needs to get – the first 12-team playoff, they need one of those teams that are, call it 6 through 12, they need to win. One of them needs to win a game. Because if that yeah, happens, it's, it's top, yeah. it'll immediately, it'll immediately validate. validate it. And I'm worried that if in a couple of years. If it's chalk two, the let's, first let's year. Say the two, well, I don't even think one year matters. But like four years in a row, chalk, it's like then there's going to be these concerns of whether or not Kids, safety, et cetera. The one thing I have, the to one, your point, the one year for chalk is going to be. There's going to be arguments, but like, ah, oh, this is yeah. supposed to be better, but right. it's chalk. At least we get football, though. I, I, I more. Take, it's more, I, I more games. More football. The one thing Urban said that I don't really like at all is like the reason I, I'm, I'm going to concede with the 12 team playoff is like you can't sit there and be like, oh, I watch them on tape, and that's why they're better. Come on, man. Like, with all due respect, 
if Oklahoma played Boise State and you said these two teams have to get in the playoff, which one would you take? Like nine, 99 times out of 100, everyone's going to say Oklahoma's the it's better bigger, football team. Yeah. But it's like that's not what makes sports great, to your point. Right, that's, that's a big the, point. The, the whole thing about sports that we all love is that there's, What's the there's usually – there's usually fairness and equity. If you work hard, you get you get what you put out of it. There's not a whole lot of like politics when it comes inside of a team. Now I know you could take the rare occasion where that that exists, but most yeah. times the best player plays on the team, and it doesn't matter where you come from, et cetera, et cetera. The problem that college football has right now is is there is opinion that far, far, Correct. far too much comes into play, and LSU is a perfect example of that. And I can't wait for them to lose to Texas A&M. So that being said, <laughs> do you want to do you want to talk about Tennessee, you're worried about these guys. So yeah, I K, Casey Casey alarmed me a little bit when when he when you guys were making the picks and he's like, I'm not worried about this game. I've I had think that was facetious. I've I know I know that's part of his shtick. <laughs> I'll say this. Let's go head to head against against each category here. Um, Tennessee, Bengals. Who's got the better coach? Tennessee. Bengals got the better quarterback. Bengals got the better weapons. Tennessee's got the better O-line. Tennessee might have the better D-line. Secondary, tossing it up. I'm saying it's chalk down the middle. And then you go to Tennessee, and they just seemed to win every week. It doesn't make any sense. You watch them, and you're just wondering, this team isn't very good. And then all of a sudden, you look up at the scoreboard, and it's the fourth quarter, and you're down a touchdown, and you're just like, what the heck is going on? I've had feelings last week. I wasn't worried at all against the Steelers. I just thought we were going to go in there, and they did. They won the game. I know they were down at halftime, but they won the game. They looked great. Had a feeling. I had a weird feeling against the Browns. I had a weird feeling against the Steelers to begin the season. These weird feelings keep keep turning out to be true. And I'm going down to Nissan Stadium, and I'm going to give it my all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring there? a lot. You're going to be there? I'm going to be down You're at live Nissan. live in the flesh? <laughs> We're working on tickets, oh, okay. <laughs> but we're going to be in Nashville at least. They're expensive. They're like 100 plus bucks, which I've got a whole lot of it's stuff It's just going. money, man. You're right. I mean, I'm seriously. Right. I can't take it with I, me. I think there's – I'm going to say something <laughs> to the people in the chat. I'm being honest when I say this. I, 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 there's been times in my life where I haven't had a lot of money and I've decided to do something. Reed will tell you that, that, I've, that I've been to places. I've just said, you know what? I know it's $400. I probably will be like yeah. – I've not one time, I've done this five, six, seven times, not one time have I ever been like, I regret paying the money to go have that experience. Not one single time. Life is about experiences. Not that I'm trying to give a motivational speaker right now, but people stop themselves from going and doing things because of money way too often. Way too often. Now, you got to take care of your bills, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But if $150, $200 dropped out of your pocket on accident, call it, on Tuesday... You'd feel bad about it. If you went out and got a flat tire this week, would it set you back? Are you going to kill yourself? No. Like, you might go to Tennessee, and they might have – Joe Burrow might have a game of his life, and you you missed it. I'll right. tell you what. I've, I've sold out two times in my life on tickets. One time, I sold – because I was trying to make some money. I sold home run derby tickets to Great American Ballpark. I was there. With Todd Frazier. Sold my tickets. Season ticket How holder. How much you make on them? I don't know. Maybe a couple hundred bucks. That's to be it. honest with you. Well, I'm saying, like, yeah, you, well – you buy them for whatever, $50, $60. You sell them for $250. What do you make, $200? Okay, yeah. I mean, Steve, so. Steve did that's right. Steve. He said, let's go to guitar. That's awesome. <laughs> Sir Boy's going to the game? Heck yeah. You know, that's. I the, sold Frazier tickets. I sold, I mean, that could have been one of the best experiences that I had as a Reds fan. Yeah. Maybe ever at this point. Who knows? Maybe ever. Sold those. And I sold 
Notre Dame tickets that I won and I didn't win. I, I bought them at a, uh, a fish fry. Notre Dame versus Georgia tickets. Mm. I sold them. I made three. I like that you went to a fish fry. Good I Catholic made him, of you. I made three, four hundred dollars, whatever. But that was I could have gone into Notre Dame Stadium and watched Georgia win a football game. That would have been great. And I lost both team. chances. Go ahead. You're talking me if, into it. You're if talking. You don't go to that, that, that game. <laughs> you'll be disappointed. In Very me. disappointed in you. Here's the thing that is awesome about people our age, opposed to the older, a generation older than us. Our parents, people older than us, they buy, they spent their money on stuff. People our age and and consumers are and industries have realized this. We spend our money on experiences, and I like that better. Way better. It is much better. We will spend more money to go do something as opposed to have something. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going. I'm sold. I'll, I'm I'll figure saying, out. I'll figure out a way. If I was an Ohio State fan, right? And again, you got to be somewhat responsible with this. But I would, I would want to be at that game this weekend. Just saying. Do you Kay buy stuff, Casey, or do you do experiences? Say that again. Do you spend money on on stuff or experiences? Because um, I'm experienced. I mean, I'll wear the same tennis shoes for five years, but I'll burn $150 to go to a Reds game and go to the bars afterwards. And I just. I mean, last year I was definitely an experienced guy because. Oh, you have a house now. It's different. Yeah. But to your point, like we went to the Baltimore game, my fiance and I. Yeah. And she was just like, we got to go to that game. I mean, this is a big game this year. And you dished it out. You figured it out. We're like, oh, they're going to kill him. So we just got to go and see what happens. And it ended up being the 525 game. Oh, that like, was I awesome. Yeah. It would have been a terrible decision not to go. So, mm. and I'm going to tell you this. Ooh. I just want you to answer a few questions for me. Sling them. <laughs> I'm ready. I got them. Are the Bengals better this year than they were last year? Yes. Answer is yes. Yeah. Then... Are the Tennessee Titans better than they were oh, last year? I don't know. What an elementary. Answer. I don't know. Answers now. Answers now. So just off those two <laughs> answers alone, the Bengals are going to whoop some ass. These Titans fans, they just think, oh, we we lost a close game. We, we, this is unfair. Like, we're going to show them. Can I what, tell you, what do they think Can I tell you a story about are? Titans fans two years ago? So 2020, Titans came up to Paul Brown Stadium. I went to the game. We're tailgating before the game. A bunch of Titans fans, because this is when the Bengals were bad. More Titans fans than Bengals fans. And these Titan fans, they're taking me under the wing like, hey, you guys. Because Titans were good. This was the first year of them being good. They whooped like, them. Oh, you guys. You guys got – I'll tell you what, that Joe Burrow, he's not bad. You guys are going to be good in a couple years. I mean, I know you're, you're taking it on the chin right now, but it's just whatever, man. It's gravy. Then the Bengals whooped their ass. They whooped their ass at Paul Brown Stadium. I left early because they were up like two touchdowns. I mean, kicked their ass. And I'm waving to these Titans fans. And I'm like, y'all come back. you here. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> and this big, beefy guy, looks like he could have been blocking for Derrick Henry during the game, comes running up to me and is willing to fight me. And I'll tell you what. I was scared shitless. I ran. <laughs> I, I didn't want to fight. I wasn't. I, I wasn't about to fight that day. Not no way, no how. You got to realize when, when you can win a fight. That was not an instance I was going to win that fight, and I chickened out real quickly. Nothing wrong with that. That being said, I'm going to be talking a lot of shit on Sunday if I go to the and, game during the game. Even if we're losing, I'll just be like, "Hey, you guys 
guys remember that divisional <laughs> game a year ago? Must have been real good around Reed's here. Reed's that guy. Oh, and I'll be that guy. You got to talk crap Reed's afterwards. Reed's going to be that guy. I'll tell you what. The Titans, just to give you more factual, just we match up way better against them than they do us, and we've proved that since 2020. We've proved that. We'll see how it goes. I'll leave it at that. I'll say I, I, I don't. I don't think that it's going to be a walkover, obviously, but I also think that the Bengals are the better team. You'll like this, Trace. Guess what Tennessee is? It's a sports betting state. I might oh, go down there. Okay. Might open up a new app, something that I don't already have an app. You get free bets. Yeah. Whatever the tickets cost. Might right. Just, might just put it into that account. Might just put it into that right. account. And I do. Do I bet the Bengals or do I bet the the Titans? No, I would bet the Bengals. I, you know what I would do? Because if I bet the, the Titans, talking, I, I, win, I, win, I win either way, right? The more you're talking. Um, so you do it however you want. But you definitely, what do the tickets cost? 150 bucks? Yeah, about 150 bucks. Right, so you're pop. in it for what, 300 bucks? 300 bucks for me, All right, man. so you just, take, you just go out there and you put a $150 bet on whichever side you want. If you want to go in there and just take risk it all. Don't hedge the heart. Don't, don't hedge, hedge the, the heart. Just, don't just, hedge the wallet. You want to walk out of there feeling real good? You go in there with a buy one, get one free ticket walking out of the stadium. If you want to feel okay, no matter what, you go in there and the Bengals win and, you know, you might have paid for an extra ticket. So what? All right. Or just right. don't bet at all. Yeah. By the way, speaking of, of, of bets, and I want to run this across you. Sure. System bet here. Yep. The Texas Christian, Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. Yeah. Ten-point favorites against a 4-7 and seven team. A team that has lost seven of their last games, seven of their last eight games at Iowa State, and everyone's betting Iowa State. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. that? So, well, I, I'm not not enough people are betting Iowa State for me to jump all over. It's like that, but, it's like sixty. But yeah, yeah. So the ones that I seen were, uh, I, I, I Alabama looks like they're gonna blow the brakes off of all. Vegas has no clue what to do with TCU, do they? They have literally. They are just befuddled we, with them at this point. Yeah, we'll see. We, and we won the system bet with Baylor, sir. Boy, why That's, are you disappointed in me? He's disappointed. Because I didn't, didn't fight that guy? That's right. Yep. All right. Let's jump to MLB Hall of Fame ballot. Okay. I have no idea what this even is. I'll be honest with you. I don't even. I don't even I'm, I'm so. Talk to me like I'm five. Okay. So every year they send a, a ballot out to a, um, two beat writers from every sports team, from every city. Um, and they give it out and they give a ballot. You can vote for up to 10 people on this ballot. Right. And then a player has to get 75% of the votes. To get inducted into the Hall of Fame, there had been a huge back catalog of people that were on the ballot. Because if you get less than five percent, you wished off. So they put like people like Bronson Arroyo's on this year's ballot just because he had a good enough career to get honored to be on the ballot. He won't get five percent of the vote. He'll be gone after this year, and they usher a new one. But there had been a big back catalog because all these steroid users had been on there for so long. They hadn't gotten the 75% to get off, and they've had just enough votes of people like Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, um, all these guys. I think even Kurt Schilling, who wasn't a steroid user, but was on the ballot at the same time, had been on there. They're all gone, and there's a whole new caveat of people. Casey, I believe it's – or Paul, it's – or my apologies. Thanks, Paul, Ryan. Brandon. Yeah, I, I deserve that. There's a, a graphic for – and you can see the, the Hall of Fame ballot. And you know what, Trace? Yep. I'm simply gonna go down this ballot. We got, we got a we got graphics. Yeah, we got we got a full ten things. I'm gonna go across and I'm just gonna give you a name. Yeah. And you I'm, tell me yes or no if they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, I will I will openly admit that I don't know all of these. And I'll tell uh, you I, I don't my, know what their yes no. statistical et cetera. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. make it I'm gonna make that a little bit bigger. That's fine. There you go. 
I can see it. Okay. See fun. All right, you ready? Yep. Bobby Abreu. Don't know enough about him to make a really strong opinion either way, but I'm going to go with um, no. He's a guy that you actually should look more into. I'm not saying he okay, deserves fair. I, I'll be honest. But he's, he's a guy you should look There's more some into. Some of these guys I will have a strong opinion on. He's not one of them. He, he had 300 home runs, three, 300 stolen bases, only like Willie Mays and Barry Bonds are in that category. Okay. Bronson Arroyo. No. Carlos Beltran. Was he – how long was he in the league for? Nine-time All-Star, probably about 20 years. You ready for this? 460 home runs, 2,700 hits. I think he's one of those guys I, I kind of like put a little circle next to, and then when I get to my last final eight, nine, or ten guys I'm allowed to put on the ballot, I might put him on. Carlos Beltran, he's a yes for me. I'd say he's a top five switch hitter all time. You're talking Pete Rose, uh, Mickey Mantle, Eddie Murray, Carlos Beltran's right there. Yeah. All right, Mark Burley. Mark Burley. I can't believe these names are on here. Mark Burley? Threw a lot of innings, but probably a no. No. Okay. Okay. I was like, what? He's better than, than some others. Matt Cain. Even Matt Cain, no. Perfect game. Okay. No. Well, they just, like I said, these guys That's get, fine. get fine. honored. Fine. Matt Cain. Yeah, they, they, they honor it's them like, by saying it. It's, it's like, like being the, on the ballot for a homecoming like the, court. It's like the wealthy, the wealthy, uh, not the wealthy, but it's like the general managers or the owner's great nephew's son gets drafted in the 29th round, and next thing you know, you can say right. got, he got drafted by the Reds and – and somehow that's that's a part of his resume for the rest of his life. It's like these college and high school league giving a a sportsmanship award to just a senior that had been in the program for four years, kind of like that. If, if you had a decent enough career, you could throw him. R. A. Dickey. No. Okay. Jacoby Ellsbury. I can't believe he's been out of the league for six years, but yeah, like these names, he's like I thought he was still playing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Andre Ethier. Mm, no. J. J. Hardy. No. All right, we're getting to a good one now. Todd Helton. Yes. I'm a yes with Todd Helton, too. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Here's here's a fun one. Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter's a weird one because I didn't really. How long? I, I'd have to see. This is one of those things where I, I'd say he's close. He's close. I'm not going to say right. yes or no. I'm, I'm going to skip a few. Do you think Omar Vizquel deserves to be in? I don't know offensively. So here's the thing, like, is if you're a, a pro Omar Vizquel guy, you should probably be a pro Torrey Hunter guy because they were both glove-first guys, and Torrey Hunter was a much right. better hitter. Yeah, Torrey Hunter was a much better hitter than Omar. I I don't know. Close. Andrew Jones. I think Andrew Jones had a sneaky, very, very good career. And I would Jones say yes. Andrew Jones is, if you look at his defensive stats, is a top 10 defender of all time, hit 460 home runs. You know who he is? He's Ronald Acuna right now. That's how good he was in the 90s. He's like Ronald Acuna. But he did and, it for and then he just got really fat. Then he just got really fat. <laughs> Tough. Jeff Kent. I don't know enough about Jeff Kent, to be honest with you. Um, he's a good player, though. He was a really good player. I'm a yes with Jeff Kent. Okay. What's the blue and black mean? The, the blue means that they're new to the ballot this okay. year. Okay. Yep. John Lackey. No. Three-time World Series champion, but you're right. No. Mike Napoli. No. Johnny Peralta. No. All right. Here, we're getting into some fun ones now. Andy Pettit's going to be a tough one. Andy Pettit. This is where not having t t only t I'm going to go yes with Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit I have a lot of respect for because he was the first guy that got 
in trouble for steroids. And he just outwardly was like, yeah, I used them. Yeah, he, I think the steroid thing, you have to take into account a little bit of who they were before that. And then on top of that, if most of the league was using it, then let's stop holding it against everybody. Like, Yeah, and it wasn't. They didn't actively sought out people that, that were using it. It wasn't in the bylaws that it was illegal. Like, Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, is there Andy Pettit's a yes? Manny Ramirez. I'm a no on Andy Pettit. Okay, you're no on Andy Pettit. Manny Ramirez is one of the best right-handed hitters I've seen. Yes, that's a no-brainer. Alex a, Rodriguez. Is, is Manny Ramirez is why? Are you telling me that Manny Ramirez was wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer? And that means to tell me that sometimes it just matters how many wasn't people are on close. the ballot. Really wasn't even close. That's wild. He's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Alex Rodriguez. Yes, he's in. And I, forget the forget the whole steroid stuff. Like my thing with the steroids is they need to be in. Put them in. I agree. Alex Rodriguez. Here's a hot take for you guys. Best infielder. Of all time. Greatest infielder of all time. 700 home runs, 3,000 hits. Greatest infielder of all time. Is Francisco Rodriguez. K-Rod. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. the closer. Yeah, all-time saves in a single season. Came up in the 2002 World Series. I'm going to say no. No? No. Yeah. Relievers are weird. Well, like, I'm not saying never. I'm just saying, like, you gotta, you got you to gotta be somewhat smart here and you get 10 votes. You can't, you can't take, sure. especially if it's his first ballot. And who needs to get... What, 5% I can be on. talked off of K-Rob. This is one of the greatest takes that Trace Fowler has ever said about Scott Rowland. He I'm said, serious. if Scott Rowland isn't in the Hall of Fame, then the Hall of Fame should cease to exist. Right. Scott Rowland should one. get in this year. Don't have one. He's at like 70% I, of those. Scott Rowland is like the – he is the definition of a professional baseball player. And in my opinion, great glove, all around great hitter, great player, just a Got solid one in guy. your locker room. And, and on top of that, very, very consistent of being on the field. You know, this guy was dependable yeah. and you knew what you were getting out of him. And I just think that's one of those things where if that guy doesn't get in the hall of fame, forget it. Hmm. I'm being serious. I will never look at the hall of fame the same. So Jimmy Rollins, Jimmy Rollins, no Gary Sheffield, 500 home at, runs. I'd have to look at it, but I like Gary Sheffield a lot. Gary Sheffield's a great hitter. He's Houston definitely Street, in, no. Gary what Sheffield's is, definitely in the Wiffle Ball Hall of Fame. I mean, if you didn't play Wiffle Ball with Gary Sheffield's right. stance, you, you, you were, you're doing you it wrong. You living right. Houston Street's right. a no. Omar Vizquel. Vizquel's going to be a, a maybe. I'm I a just hard, don't know enough about this. Hard Billy man. Wagner, I'm a hard yes on. Billy Wagner is awesome. Great story about Billy Wagner. Right-handed, he's naturally right-handed. Everyone knows the story, but yeah. he's naturally right-handed. Broke his arm as a kid. Right. Taught himself how to throw left-handed. Just happened to throw 100 miles an hour as a left-handed thrower. Right. Fun to name. Jared Weaver, no. Jason Worth, no. Correct. Jason yeah. Worth. He's on the Hall of Fame ballot, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Who's the worst player on this ballot? R.A. Dickey? <laughs> Gotta be, right? Yeah. Mike Napoli? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> Bronson Arroyo's close too. Bronson Arroyo, uh, reliable guy, but yeah, uh, I mean, Jason, Andre Jason Ethier Ryan. was terrible too. All right, all right, that that's it. You screen. can you can take that off. I don't even know what the next thing was. Oh, I do. Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving. Yep. Now I've got a graphic for this, Casey. It's in your email. Do do you have that ready to roll? Uh, I will get it ready here in a second. All right. So let me here let me tell go. you this. So Thanksgiving is a lot of people's favorite holiday. It's a great holiday. Get around, be with family. You normally have some family traditions that you do. 
Um, obviously the great food, a lot to be thankful for, and it kind of ushers in the holiday season, right? 100%. It's opening day for the holiday season. Goodness so I either. put together a Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving things, and, <laughs> and, I, and I ordered it with, with the president. So Casey, go ahead and put this on the screen. He's getting it. So you got Thomas Jefferson, who's the worst president up there, but still part of my Mount Rushmore is of mouse family tradition 5k's this is a, a device trotter, are you kidding me? i'm a turkey trotter oh my god we've been doing this for a long time what's worse turkey trot or family photos during a Bengals game uh family photos so here's here's the old family tradition my grandpa nick was a big runner so we've always been doing these turkey trots and we, part of the tradition as our uh, the mouse family likes to drink a little bit we get a we get some donuts and we get a twelve pack of Bush Light, and yes. when we get and Bush when we get latte. and when we get done with the race, we pop open the the Ross Bakery donuts. We crack open a Bush Light, and you'll be seeing me at Markham Park in the Hamilton Turkey Trot, carrying on that tradition. I got Mariana signed up. God knows she ain't gonna run; she'll walk the entire way. But I'm I'm excited for that. Going on Thanksgiving Mount Rushmore, you gotta have the turkey. And by turkey, I mean the Wild Turkey 101 bourbon. It's nice to have a nice tall glass of bourbon while making the food, enjoying the day. And for any bourbon drinkers, I don't know if there's any bourbon drinkers watching this show right now. I got fired up because before this show, I got an email that I'm getting an E.H. Taylor barrel-proof bourbon. That's like an $800 bottle. I'm getting it in the lottery, 70 bucks. I was fired up for that. Rounding out my route. Mount. Are you gonna sell it? <sighs> it's it's it's. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how much uh, how much I need money for for Christmas presents. Here we go. All right, stuffing. Are you guys in or out on, on stuffing? Don't sell it. How about that? I'm all in on stuffing. Stuffing is without a doubt the best Thanksgiving food. I will go back for seconds, thirds, fourths. Give me stuffing, and then finally on the Mount Rushmore, what's Thanksgiving without some football? It's become a trend to just watch the Detroit Lions lose football games. Is it stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. Absolutely. I've well, said if, stuff you ask my, if you ask my uh, sister-in-law who's from Arkansas. There you go. That's what I learned that she living in Louisiana and Georgia. I heard dressing. I'm like, oh, well, we got ranch. What are we putting on here? Hmm. Stuffing is amazing. All right, you can take that off. Trace, do you have a top four things you like about Thanksgiving? I would say... It's all food related. I, I don't really the football. You don't have just, any traditions. Traditions? No. no. You don't run a five k. Nope. You don't, don't do, do the five k. You don't do the turkey bowl. Don't do turkey bowl. Nope. Don't do any of that. Seems like a beautiful time to start one up. Are you having the entire Reed family over? I'm or not sure exactly what's going on. My wife wanted to host Thanksgiving, so that's what we're going to do. And I'm sure she's just calling me. She's got probably a, a laundry list of things that we have <laughs> to do. The beautiful thing about um, I'll digress. The beautiful thing about <laughs> it, the beautiful thing about sometimes hosting things, in my opinion, it's you, like you sign I, up. For I, I just don't. I just don't really care a whole lot what other people think. I agree. So I, it, it, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to want to make sure that everything's perfect for other people coming to your house, but there's just something about the stress of it that's just it doesn't make it worth it. It's like, what's the point? I mean, does anyone really care if the corner of that of that bookshelf is spotless or not? Probably not, but you, that's what this comes to be. You want to know the worst part about hosting a big family gathering? You can't leave. 
when things, well, you know, <laughs> love your family. Everyone loves their family. But you get into Thanksgiving, it's like, it's getting late in the evening. And you're like, oh, man, I've had enough. I mean, my cousin over here is just talking my ear off. Don't, don't want to talk to him anymore. You can't get out of it when it's your home. You're at the will of everyone else. just And you can't like push people out. Be like, all right, it's time. Get on out of here. We fed you. Had a nice little time. You can't get out of it. That is the worst part about hosting. And also, why do people, why, why, do, why do women sign up for stress? That's all it is. It's I, stressful. I can't agree more. Gosh. Yeah, I don't know. When you're a grandparent, then you have people over, right? You want to see your family come together. That's here nor there. Maybe my wife's watching the show. I can't I can't tell you how excited I am to uh, host (laughs) this Thanksgiving. That I I would say I'm a big sweet potato guy. I like sweet potatoes. Um sweet potato casserole. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated uh a dish. I'd say the most underrated dish is probably some kind of corn pudding that I... Oh, cornbread pudding? Yeah. I'm a, oh, I'm a that's fan great. Of that. That's yeah. great. But otherwise, yeah, I, I like it all, to be honest. I don't think there's anything... Only thing I don't like is cranberries. You cannot talk uh, me into cranberry sauce is bad. We got Correct. Not even sauce. There. Not Gross. the sauce, but like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, yeah, it's uh, the actual cram... Yeah. They're like, they're like, they look, uh, they're like the circles. Slices. Circle the slices. slices. Yeah, terrible. Man. Why, why do people like that? The perfect plate. The perfect plate. Turkey. Stuffing. Mashed potatoes. A roll with butter, yeah, and I, any type of corn, even Some if it's just corn. side of corn or cornbread, mm-hmm. something with corn. That's my perfect dish. I, I skip out on the mashed potatoes. What? I need, I need more space. I need more space for stuff I like. More Is that not stuff. a top top side for you? Yeah. Like just in life that's in general. A take. That's a bad take. Ooh. Give me stuffing over mashed potatoes. Do we have a snack today or no? We do not. No snack. Okay. No snack. No snack read. Today. Read. You didn't bring a turkey. But, I don't want to say read slacking, but I slacked. No, there's no doubt about that. Read slacking. We got to We got to get this wheel. We of got lunch a wheel lunch. We, we need some. We need some input from the chat as always. Deviled eggs. Sean Dixon pimes up. Those are fantastic. I love those some are deviled fantastic. eggs. I'm I'm outlawed from deviled eggs in the family. See Everett and Sir Boy Wonder are on my side with this. You got to have both. Corn yeah, pudding's great. Good point. Yeah, let's get some wheel lunch. Do the, the, the United States stand? Someone give me some hope. Steve's in the chat. He's a big soccer guy. The Saudi Arabia one. Do we have a chance on Friday? Do we have a chance? I mean, just a little bit of one. Like, are we plus five hundred? So I'll give you, I'll give you a comparison. Penn Station and Jeff Ruby's. <laughs> That's what Sir Boy Wonder said to put in here. Penn Station needs to be on there twice because yes. oh, I Paul's Paul not here. here. I love some Penn so Station. So in U.S.'s odds against England tomorrow are plus five ten to win. Plus South Carolina. South Carolina's money line against Clemson's right around that. By the way, that's another one I like. I like Clemson a lot to beat South Carolina. What is the money line for A&M to beat LSU? What time they play? They play in the evening? I'm not sure, but go Tigers. Billy Yanks wasn't bad, Everett. I kind of had a – I got like a mac and cheese. Yeah, Billy Yanks was great. Jalapeno situation. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I, I, like, the, uh, I like the atmosphere in there, though. I was a big fan of that. And I didn't get what they were most known for, which I don't know. Is that burgers, I guess? Burgers and bourbon. So I hold judgment uh, to a strong degree on them. The money line for Texas A&M is plus 320. If Geo plays. Steve's saying something about Geo. Do we, anyone in this room know anything about Geo? We don't. No. Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard? Bernard? <laughs> don't think we're talking about Giovanni Bernard. Texas A&M is plus 320. Texas A&M. It's plus 320. So, 
Oh, Popeyes. So it's almost like close to double. Ooh, the Avenue. That's a good call, sir, boy. I'm just going back to this reader. So do you not like mashed potatoes? Love mashed potatoes. Okay. Just, just I get mashed potatoes a lot okay. throughout the year. Okay. Just making sure because like Popeyes, that you get that box that it's almost like a box lunch. You get mm, your chicken tenders. You, you get your gravy and mashed potatoes. All right. Let's spin this wheel. You got that thing ready? So I got. I have Penn Station twice. Next to each other. That's fine. Toss Chipotle. it on there. Let, 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 let we the threw Sonic see. on there? Love that. That's basically no lunch. I'm banking. Sonic. <laughs> That's no lunch. Today. I'm banking for Penn Station or Popeyes. Sir Boy, you. I'm going to tell you right now, Sir Boy, we have some real problems if this lands on Sonic. All right, here we go. Does Sonic even serve food? They have the rollerblades, right? Oh, no, don't do it. Get out. Oh, Popeyes is gone. They got a good chicken sandwich. We have, ooh, Firehouse sounds pretty good. Remember when Popeyes couldn't even, like, they couldn't even couldn't handle even the demand of You're their right. chicken sandwiches? Yes, they do. Here we go. Get Sonic out of here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yes. Stop, Get stop, him stop, out stop, there. stop, 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 stop. Yes. Needed that. Needed that. I think we should put the wheel with no colors again, all one color, <laughs> just just so we are clueless about where it's ending. You got a general idea, but right. yeah, you so don't really know. Fifty percent Penn Station, Chipotle is twenty. I like where we're at. I like I where we're at. We can't lose now. Yep, we're in a real good spot, as they say. Oh, are we gonna go back to back Penn Stations losing? All right. Okay. All right. Penn Station and Chipotle are just top notch for me. Yeah. Uh, Firehouse, I can do that meatball. One the other day was great. Oh, my bad. Here we go. I think the Buckeyes are in a good spot, sir, boy. See a firehouse. We're winning today, baby. You don't like firehouse? I think it's good. I just prefer Chipotle or Penn Station. This is, this is, this is dynamite. All right. What it lands on. Oh, hang on. I need to add it, right? I need to add the. The what? What? Because if it, it's, it ends on the other one. So he's got to put two more in. I feel like I feel like when we do that though, it's automatically gonna. Wait, what? Why are we adding two more here? Because this it software always, is it, so bad that we automatically land on the opposite one, no matter what, when you spin it. Ah, so this is just adding the this odds. This is like just adding some random. All right, here we go. Sir, boy. whatever it lands, it's gonna be one hell of I a week. I kind of want Penn Station. If UGA and Ohio State play, it's gonna be. All right, I didn't want Chipotle, but I'll eat it. It's fine with me. It's gonna be something. Mm. All right. All right. Well, enjoy your enjoy yep. your Thanksgiving. I'll tell you one thing that you can do for yourself, not even just for yourself, but more importantly for your family. If you are the wagering type, you go and take whatever money you think that you might have as discretionary income, as they say, and you go put that on Texas A&M. Put a little bit of money on the money line as well, and you will be very pleased come Saturday evening. And then when you wake up on Sunday, you'll have to pinch yourself and remind yourself it was true. We have breaking you Bengals did news. just win all that money. We have breaking news. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow says he expects Jamar Chase will play on Sunday. Boom. Heard yeah. it here first on the box lunch. There you go. Happy Take care, everybody. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We appreciate you always being in the chat. Happy and, Thanksgiving. And uh, be safe out there. See you, everybody.